All right, fuck it. We're just going to go live because I want to see how your levels are. I think you're good. Check, check, check. Yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. Let me just... Very informal. Doing whatever. Sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I do good with Woo! Yeah. Dude, after... Yeah, no. I So I love our IGN podcast, but they're so formal. And I'm just like... I constantly check myself. Okay, I can't say this. I can't you know insinuate this it's it's very yeah. it's one of those things of like i'm like okay very professional <laughs> yeah you gotta be buttoned up yeah it's it's so interesting but then like it's so funny because then kind of funny isn't like that at all yeah oh kind of funny i feel like it like we're like a halfway point between like we want to be professional but also we can talk about whatever like we can like <laughs> curse or talk about sex or talk about like whatever like random shit yeah um but, like, at the same time, we don't want to go, like, too overboard because we still want to protect our relationships with, like, everybody. Right. Because we have, yeah. like, a million sponsors, I think. Yeah. No, that's fair. Well, welcome. I kind of stopped counting the episodes for this because I'm just like, whatever. We do the titles anyways. There's no need for this podcast to have really lengthy uh, episode names. So, don't know what episode this is. But today I have Blessing, and he is from Kind of Funny, and he is here to talk shit about games great yeah yeah let's talk some shit about games thank you yeah. so much for having me stella this is very exciting yeah thank you for doing this um i know you are hungover and everything so i really appreciate you making time yeah. for me today no like, <laughs> like legit when i was out last night i was like man i got a podcast at one and like <laughs> one, 1 p.m is like that is that it's like that limbo area where it's like if i end yes. up hungover 1 p.m i could be good by but also I could just fuck myself up for the whole day. And so, like, I try to balance my drinks. I When I got home at 3 a.m. last night, I was just sitting. I, like, busted out some leftover garlic knots from Domino's. Oh, my God. sitting in the fridge. Had those. Had a liquid IV. Popped some multivitamins. Because nice. a friend told me that if I, if I have multivitamins before I went to bed, then it'll help with hangover. Um, and, like, it, none of it helped that much. Like, I woke up still <laughs> feeling a type of way. But I'm good now. And so I think, I think it might have helped in the long run. Okay, yeah, I mean, whatever makes you feel more comfortable about it, I feel like that's that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, some of my rituals before going to bed after drinking is, like, I think, um, what do they call it, placebo? But, yeah, you know, I, I, the liquid IV is, is supposed to help. And usually liquid IV does help. And so, you know, I think I could be in a very worse place right now if I didn't do all the BS <laughs> that I did before going to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, listen, I didn't expect to get drinking advice from you today, but I'm I'm glad I did because, you know, oh. you 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 be going hard, dude. 3 a.m. I, I like I was hang out with a friend um, like a couple weeks ago and they're like, you go out like this every week. And I was like, no, it's not every week. It's not. A, and then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, shoot, yeah. it might be every week because I did it again. Like I went out two days ago. Yeah, two days ago um i was telling you that i was i was like hanging out with some friends at big bad con which is oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. ttrpg convention in the bay area um did that like i didn't go that hard right but like you know i was out for that last week oh god i don't even remember what i did last week i definitely did i definitely went out and did a thing last week until 2 a.m <laughs> also and so like now i'm starting to keep track now i'm like all right if i cut down on like half the times of going out and grabbing drinks with people how much money can I save? And also oh how much God. better will it be for my physical health in the long run? Yeah. That's, that's crazy, dude. I, it's so funny. Cause like Yusuf and I were talking about this one outing that was happening uh, Thursday this week. And he was, I was like, I'm going to go if you go. And then he texted me the day of, and he's like, Hey, are you going? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, okay, great. Cause I just wanted to go home and watch football with my cats. So I was like, Hell yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, so this funny. is where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I, like Yusuf texted uh, me a similar thing of like, hey, are you going to this? And I was like, yes, I think so. But like, I also, so I've started playing in a soccer league recently. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And soccer is on Thursdays. And so like it, 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 a match can start anywhere from 7 p.m. to like 9.15. Um, yeah. And like the Thursday game was at 7. And then the thing was at like 5.30 or 6. And so I was yeah. like, oh. Maybe I'll go for an hour and then peace out and then do soccer. But then, like, I don't want to drink before soccer if it's going to be, like, drinking vibes or whatever. And so, like, I ended right. up not going. Um, and I had to text <laughs> Yusuf be like, hey, just so you know, I'm actually not going to be there. Yeah, uh, he, I, I bet you that's why up. he messaged me because he was just like, oh, thank God. Like, no one I know is going. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Also, Dreads in chat says, hey, yo, is that the Forbes 30 under 30 blessing Adeoye Jr.? It is. What up, it what up? Is. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you have have you gone to any like I guess like drinking events? Like when was the last time you've been out till two AM? Oh my god. Uh maybe PAX no PAX West, yeah. The most recent one. Cause like okay. So it was really weird. Um there was this one party called the Polish Games Party, right? And it's like all these Polish devs, they have their own like little um it almost looks like a frat house, but they have a house in Seattle and that's where the party was. So it was really interesting and it definitely got it definitely had like um house party vibes from like college and stuff. So um the one thing that wasn't beer there that I could get easily was this one little corner table and the dude was just pouring like vodka shots. So we did a bunch of shots. But oh, I was yeah. not hungover. I was very good. I was like, "Huh. Oh, I'm yeah. very impressed with myself." So <laughs> Yeah. It's I like it's tough drinking at events cuz like if you're depending on what your role is. Like I learned this a few E3s ago. Um this is like during the working from home era where mm -hmm. um I went out with it was like Yusuf and some, and some people cuz it was like the day after or maybe the day of the Ubisoft forward and we're just like hanging out to celebrate and then like you know i went pretty hard and like the next day was sunday where it was microsoft and then a bunch of oh, other God. uh conferences going on yeah. and i was suffering dude like i was on that stream <laughs> just like not having a good time and like my my presentation wasn't hidden and like you know i i could i could feel my performance like not being up to par Aww. uh and since then i was like you know what let me if i'm gonna be at an industry event and like i got work to do the next day I'm just gonna take it easy. I'm not gonna go that hard because I, I'd rather, like, I'd rather just not deal with the full day of hangover and trying to be to be in front of a camera because, yeah. like, it's near impossible for me to actually function <laughs> and like actually be be good and well spoken and all that stuff on camera while I'm hungover, maybe still drunk. Yeah. I, okay. So I, this is like. <laughs> When, when I was at Dice and, um, you know, the day when we were all like traveling back, I was like, OK, the night of after the awards, we were just like, you know, partying. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll drink some. Yeah, this is fine. Literally the next morning I had I felt fine. Then I had coffee and then like the hangover tummy hit. And I was just like, mm. oh, my God, like I'm going to shit myself in this driver's car. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a struggle all the way to the airport. But yeah, I was like, thank God I didn't have to do anything that day except for travel and sit on a plane. Cause otherwise that would have been really bad. That's the worst. One of the, like, <laughs> I, I, I think now that I'm just getting older, maybe the hangovers are hitting a bit more. Um, yeah. cause well, about a year ago, um, I went out to drink and I'll like, I, I woke up the next day hungover and I had made plans, uh, with friends to, to do an all day Mm -hmm. twilight watch party like a twilight marathon wait that sounds so fun yeah and it was fun because like my it was thrown by my friend lexi and lexi made a bunch of like cool um like food and drinks and activities associated with twilight and so like we're drinking um like this um like red punch i think it was like maybe this like vodka kool-aid oh or, or something like that out yeah. of a blood bag um we were drinking out of blood, blood bags we had like 
we had lasagna i forget what the what, what the relation <laughs> between lasagna and twilight once was but there was like some sort of thing uh but then also we were playing this game where we had a board with team edward and team jacob and we would move our names between the two depending on like where you're at um like w w like where what side are you on at these parts of the movie right like we would yeah move back and forth and we would create a new team that was team bella's dad um because everybody was deciding with bella's dad but i was so hungover during that whole thing <laughs> and i was just sitting there like trying to trying to act like a human being like i was trying to act normal i was trying to act like nothing's wrong and i'm sitting there like um and, like at one point uh, yeah um like you know we're, we're all sitting on the couch i'm on a part of the couch that, that doesn't have like like a back part for me to lean my my back on no. and so i'm just like sitting up and i'm like this is not fun like i mm -mm. need to i just need to lie down right now and so i just get on the floor and i just like <laughs> lay down while watching Twilight <laughs> and like I don't to my credit I don't think I fell asleep at all like usually I'm a pretty sleepy guy um but I didn't I didn't fall asleep <laughs> while being hung over during those five movies and so I'm giving myself like my own self kudos I was gonna that. say that needs to be your byline on dating apps I'm a pretty sleepy guy I'm a pretty sleepy guy Dude, <laughs> so good <laughs> I was like I was now we're gonna we're getting going on a real tangent I thought we we're gonna talk about video games I we'll get was there on, I was on a third date with a girl and we were like you know, like it was, it's one of those ones where our conversations in the first couple of dates have been like all over the place. Cause like, you yeah. know, like usually there are, there are those first date, second date conversations that you have of like, what do you do? How many siblings do you have? Like all these like basic ass questions to get to know a person. And like, we kind of skirted past all those and like immediately jumped to like fucking wild stories about ourselves. But in the third day we were like, all right, what are like very basic things that we should know about each other? What do you right. do? <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> who are you? And one of the things I mentioned is that like, oh, I get real sleepy. <laughs> I mean, I guess like lately I've been going to bed at like 9.30 PM. Um, and like, you know, I like, I if I watch, if I start a movie at like eight or 9 PM, there is mm -hmm. no promise I am staying awake throughout the whole movie. <laughs> like if you get me comfortable, if you give me, if you give me a blanket, especially, oh my God, I might just doze off um and so like that's become i think that's going to become one of my main bullet points for myself is that i'd be sleepy that's so cute dude i bet <laughs> she was just like oh that's adorable <laughs> yeah and i was like no it's not a joke like you're gonna be upset you're gonna be you're gonna get frustrated because like we're gonna be at an event at 10 30 p.m and i'm gonna be like hey i might want to just i'm gonna just sit down i'll just sit down for a little bit and you're, just, you're gonna be finding me sleeping in a corner somewhere <laughs> at a club i mean just give you drinks and then you'll be fine then you'll be that's up true. till 3 a.m Oh, yeah, that is true. Especially yeah. if you give me a, a, an espresso martini. I'll be up to four. Those things are so good. I love them so much. Yeah. So, okay. So you talk about dating and, you know, you explain, like, what it is you do. How do you explain what you do? Oh, it's all. it depends on the person, honestly. Okay. Like, it depends on how much, like, how familiar are they with gaming and nerd stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, like, on the other side, right, like, how do I also keep my privacy or whatever which is impossible because like if you i was type gonna in, say no yeah you, like you can't my first name is so uh unique in the industry that if you type in blessing gaming yeah. i'm pretty sure on google i'm pretty sure i'll pop up or if you type in blessing podcast i'm pretty sure i'll pop up um yeah. or if you type in blessing like forbes or whatever like there are so many different right, ways yeah. to find me uh and so it's really hard to keep that secret but at the same time like i also i also find it tough to dive into the weeds of what i do because you know, mm. I can say I'm a podcaster, but I also make YouTube videos and I also do Twitch streaming. All right, I can say I do Twitch. Well, I also make podcast. Like, I can say I'm a content creator, right? Like, I think that's a broad thing. But then also, when I say content creator, I think people have an automatic 
association with what that is or if I say influencer or what that is. Yeah. Or even even when I say podcaster, I think the first thing people think of when I say podcaster are like the dude bros on TikTok that like Dude, talk, oh my god. <laughs> that like I talk love about like so most much. cringy like Mm -hmm. Oh man, would you would you rather have a, a thought daughter or gay son? Like it's like it's like, <laughs> I think people think that like I'm like um you know I like a men's rights activist <laughs> when I say I'm a yeah, podcaster <laughs> and I'm like no 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 I talk I talk about video games I just review yeah. video games which also then puts me in another bucket and I'm like no I promise that I'm chill <laughs> um and so I just I try to keep it top level as possible where I'm like okay you know oh yeah I work for a media company you know I work for a, an independent media company we make like YouTube videos and stuff about video games. Um, like that's the most honest and simple way I could put it. And so if, if they want to dive in deeper, then we'll, we'll get deeper with it. But like, I also then like, usually the question that comes next is, Oh, what do you do? And like, usually like, I don't, it, it can feel weird when I, where I go from talking about, about my weird ass job and me yeah. being like, yeah, podcast about video games. I review. So I'm going to do a PlayStation podcast to them, them being like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like I'm a lawyer. And it's like, Oh, what kind oh. of lawyer? Like, it's such yeah. a different shift of energy of what my job is versus what so many other people's jobs are um, yeah. that I, I try to keep it surface level unless they try to dive into it. Have you ever been recognized? Just be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Kind of funny. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, you're that guy. Not directly. I've had okay. I've had it where, like, I've gone on a couple of dates and then somebody's like, um, uh, somebody like they'll check out my my the, the channel or whatever and they're like yeah oh I, I recognize greg miller or like oh i have a friend that recognizes me because they go and follow me oh. on instagram and one of their followers also follows me and they'll see that and they're like right oh my okay. friend fred follows you and then they'll like check in on fred and fred will be like oh i'm the biggest kind of funny fan i'm like oh, okay that's pretty neat um mm -hmm. but i haven't had it where like somebody on a dating app is like oh you're blessed from, from kind of funny yeah um i have had it i I've, i got a message recently from Ooh. somebody who was like, um, it was on Bumble, which I rarely use Bumble. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bumble is the, for people who might not know, right? Bumble's dating app where women message first. And like, it's mm -hmm. set up that way. So if you're, if you're a dude, you can't message first. Um, and the first message I get from her was like, hey, I just checked out your showcase or whatever. Cause I think I had ref, I, actually I didn't even reference anything on, uh -huh. on uh, my profile. I just mentioned them a content creator, but like, I think they saw that and then immediately Googled who I was because they matched with oh me. Oh my God. Of and course. Then, like yeah. they led off with, Oh, I checked out the showcase and I'm like, Oh no, oh. I don't like that. Like, I yeah. don't like that being the very first <laughs> message. It's like, if I already knew you, then that'd be one thing. But like yeah. leading off with that felt a bit weird. So I didn't <laughs> respond to that one. That's um, weird. Yeah, especially if you didn't like highlight it. That's a little strange that she would go to. Like, I mean, yeah. I listen, I appreciate the research. I definitely do. But like, you know, you definitely strike up a conversation and then you bring it up and like ask whatever you want to ask. But yeah. yeah, I also had one where I went on a first date um, like a couple months ago with a girl who um, on the first date, she admitted that like she had Google searched me or whatever. And like that I get because like, yeah, you know, maybe you want to be safe or maybe you want to like just check out who somebody is before you meet up with them. And she was like, yeah, I wanted to make sure that, like, you know, I didn't look you up and then find out that, like, you had a girlfriend or something like that. That's like, very fair, actually. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. And But she was also like, yeah, I read a bunch of Reddit, <laughs> Reddit threads about you. And I was like, oh, God, no. Why? <laughs> why would you do this? And There's like, so many other things, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, why Reddit of all places? And, yeah, she's like, oh, well, it's all nice things except for this one thread. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know that one thread. <laughs> oh, but, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. At least, at the very least, usually somebody looks me up it's good things like there's yeah. nothing on me there's nothing about me on the internet that's like <laughs> too incriminating or too embarrassing uh -huh. that like 
you know, it'll be a deal breaker for, for somebody. Like that one, the one mean thread was like, you know, when I first joined, kind of funny. Somebody didn't like how I sounded on podcasts or whatever. What? Um, yeah, which like oh. on some level I get right because like it's all whenever somebody new joins a show, there's always that weird like, all right, you gotta yeah. get used to them or whatever. But yeah, like it's not like somebody, a girl's gonna see that and go, oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't go out with this guy <laughs> because three months or three years ago he wasn't great at podcasting or whatever. And so yeah, usually oh it my works. god. Oh well. no, I can't sit in bed with this guy and he's just going to talk at me about something. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh he's going to he's going to say like too much in his sentences and he's going to stutter a little bit. Oh man, I can't oh, I can't no. do it. I can't go out with this guy. Dude, that's the thing. Okay, so speaking of like yeah, that's that's the thing that I kind of I'm very guilty of checking the comments in videos. Like even if it's just like a TikTok video, I'm just like, "Oh, I wonder if someone else felt the same way I did." I need that gratification. I need that like validation, and I find myself doing that a lot and I'm I'm actively trying not to, but it's so easy to fall into that sort of yeah. thing. So it's, it's, it's one tough. of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things of when you, um, so when I hear someone saying that they've read your, the threads about you, I'm just like, I hope she's not going to lean into like what people are saying, you know? Cause I feel like this, the internet culture now is a lot of that. Yeah. And like, that's honestly, I couldn't, um, like I don't read, uh, YouTube comments or even read it. Like, yeah. I think for me after my first, like, let's say half year at working at kind of funny. Uh, I had a point, especially with like that one Reddit thread that I mean, re referencing where I saw yeah. that and I was like, I just can't check Reddit. Cause like it, it does affect people. Like I, I know people like, will you know, at, like overestimate how much like, I guess confidence or how secure people are that like do podcasts or do content creation online. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, the truth is we're all humans. Right. And so like, you know, I can, I can look at mean stuff on Twitter and be like, Oh, whatever. I don't care. But then <laughs> there'll be one, there'll be one tweet where I'm like, oh damn that, that one kind of stings actually like i kind of felt like i was on tiktok scrolling through the kind of funny tiktoks reading the comments and like there's some tiktoks that i make where like you know i when tears of the kingdom came out i made a tiktok about how to build a flying machine and if you look at that tiktok right now all the comments are like oh it's simple oh like what you really need to make made a video for this oh uh, it's God. like first of all it has a million views second of all like whatever <laughs> like it was day one and so you want to put that out there for people that are getting into the game um first day yeah uh, but then also like none of that really affected me because i looked at all that and i was like none of that's personal right like all those comments yeah. are just talking about like you know oh why would you like you're talking about the video right a few day, a few um weeks ago I was scrolling through and I came across my I think it was Liza P review or it was one of my reviews that I put on TikTok mm -hmm. maybe maybe it was Mortal Kombat one and there was a comment in there that was like I never agree with Lessing's review scores and for some reason that was the one that stung oh, like no. like the like the, the hundreds of people that were making fun of my Zelda video I could not care less it was the one yeah. person that was like oh man i don't i never agree with blessings number scores number scores that i don't care about that much either like it's that it, it will be the most random things possible that'll that'll sting and stick yeah. with you and so i've kind of just written off even reading um youtube comments and reddit stuff so i'm not like caught in like the crossfire of people's conversations that they're not even trying to have with me right they're having with each other but it's tough yeah so okay so you talked about drink your drink you've been like trying to drink and i keep asking you things and i feel so bad drink <laughs> no you're, you're hungover, I, dude like, my habit is this is like a work from home thing that i developed is like after every <laughs> sentence like after every statement i'll just go for a drink and i'll and i'll finish through a bottle of water like in a podcast and it's great no that's great dude i yeah i'm the same way like it's so weird when i'm working at my desk i don't really drink water too much but when i'm streaming or something i i am very conscious of like drinking it's very weird yeah. but yeah so okay um you talk about liza p which i have not played yet but i really want to because it looks like bloodborne 
Uh, what has been your favorite game that you've reviewed this year? Oh, this year? I mean, easily mm-hmm. is Tears of the Kingdom. Um, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, Breath of the Wild was my favorite game of all time. Um, and I think it still is. I'm not really revisited my favorite game of all time. Wow. It's tough now that Tears is out because Tears is yeah. like an elevated Breath of the Wild. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I, I don't understand how Tears of the Kingdom exists on a technical level. I think that's the thing that always blows me away when I think about that game is that like it all just works. I played 100 hours of it and like yeah. I don't think I got one bug. Um, the fact that like you can build whatever you want and you go on YouTube or you go on TikTok or Twitter and see people make these crazy creations um that's been wild and then also you know i think just the the um story the presentation of what the world is like the open world design how well balanced it is for like you as an explorer like kind of like having this natural flow of oh today i'm gonna go into the caves now i'm gonna go underground i'm gonna go into the sky now i'm gonna go you know do a main mission thing right like i think it has such a good balance of gameplay loop and yeah like i don't think anything comes close aside from maybe Baldur's Gate 3 um which I didn't review Baldur's Gate 3 and I still I'm still very early in Baldur's Gate 3 I'm about 20 hours or so into it um okay and that game in the 20 hours I played has blown my mind for like how well it's translated like tabletop D&D to video game and like how well fleshed out and like interesting those characters are and how good the writing is and like how fun the systems are to interact with like that is a game that is blowing my mind i think those two are going to be like the top two for game of the year discussions okay but are they your game of the years like if you had to pick one which one would you because i asked i asked mark this on the last one so i gotta ask you Mm -hmm. i i go tears of the kingdom um okay if i but like it's tough because again i if i beat Baldur's gate 3 and i fall in love with it even more like i could see Mm -hmm. i could see the case for it i think the only thing that would maybe put Baldur's Gate 3 above Tears of the Kingdom is the fact that Tears of the Kingdom is more Zelda. Like, it is um, built on all the systems of Breath of the Wild, right? And, like, it is uplifting all that stuff. And I think, technically, it's a better game than Breath of the Wild. But there is a sense of been here, done that with Tears of the Kingdom, whereas Baldur's Gate 3 is such a... It feels so original, and it feels so... um, Oh, man, I've not played anything on this level with this amount of polish and this amount of, like content um like quality content in it before like you know it, it just takes it to another to another level in a way that's i think a bit more fresher and in a, and in a way that stands out a bit more but i think pound for pound if i had to go with what i think is a better video game i might go tears of the kingdom over Baldur's gate 3 yeah those are those are honestly those are my two that i'm stuck on right now um because i am i'm 80 hours into Baldur's Gate and oh, I yeah. love it but I have over like 100 hours in Tears of the Kingdom I've never played I didn't play Breath of the Wild I only played a little bit of Twilight Princess so I never played a Zelda game and that was so Tears of the Kingdom was my first proper one and I loved it it was so good I I didn't expect to like it so much but the amount of you're right the amount of dev tools that you have in the game as a player and it's it's crazy. You can't really break the game because everything is kind of there. Yeah. They thought of everything. I have not run into a single bug. Definitely run into like, you know, a few bugs in Baldur's Gate 3. It's not bad. It's not game breaking, but I just ran into none of that in Tears of the Kingdom. And it's yeah. crazy. And, and that's I, like a 16 gigabyte game too. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. And this is on technically last gen hardware too, which is insane. I mean, I know that it doesn't look as pretty as it could be but it doesn't need to because you get everything out of the game that it's giving you and i have not fought ganon because i don't want the game to end yeah 
that's awesome i yeah. funny enough i had that same thing um with cyberpunk um the dlc oh, this last yeah, yeah, week yeah. where we got in codes for spider-man 2 um on thursday mm-hmm. and um on wednesday like i was like okay if we get codes tomorrow for spider-man 2 i want to make sure that i have cyberpunk all the way done and so i had already gotten the two different endings for the phantom liberty dlc nice. and once you finish phantom liberty depending on how you end it you can open up a new ending for the game overall and yeah. so i started doing that, uh, that that final final ending and halfway through i had to cut it off because i was like i can't finish this game right now like yeah. it's too like you know this mission is very much like saying goodbye to the world and all this stuff and saying goodbye to the people you know and yeah um it felt so i guess it just felt so final right like there's this strong sense of like hey once you do this it's over and i wasn't ready to i wasn't ready to say goodbye yet to cyberpunk and so i like quit halfway through that final mission and i'll I'll probably go back whenever i'm like i feel like i've fully done all the things i've needed to do in that game which might be never like i might never beat cyberpunk because i don't want it to end that's yeah that's where i'm at with tears of the kingdom i dude cyberpunk is so good too i absolutely love it so much I that world is so it's so cool and it's so pretty too oh my god I have like all the ray tracing and everything on and I'm like oh my god I want to live here but then you see this you see the trash in the street and you're like no this feels like a lived-in world like it literally feels like there are living breathing people in this even though it's a video game yeah how many hours have you put into cyberpunk or have you gotten to check out the dlc yet I did yeah I I, I've been playing the dlc um so I, I played it for work so I have about honestly like five to ten hours in the dlc itself or like you know in that area yeah um because i did start the i'm a couple of quests into the dlc uh but i have not progressed it on my own time just because i've been focusing on playing Baldur's gate because so many games came out this year and i'm like okay i have to focus on one game otherwise i will not finish it and i'll just have a bunch of things scattered around also switching from one game to another like that that mental play style it's a little bit it kind of fucks you up so i'm like okay i'll stick with Baldur's gate because I'm I'm in Act 3, so I'm like, I could speed this along. And also, when I was playing Cyberpunk, I was like, I don't want this to end. Even though, even just, like, the DLC storyline. Because I'm like, I'm really enjoying this so much. Dogtown is so fucking cool, dude. I yeah, dude. love it. Yeah. I love how cringy it is. I love how, like, you know, dirty. And, and uh, I love how people there are just weird and living their best lives. Like, that one guy, that nomad who left his family, he was like, yeah, no, I'm just here now. And I'm just like, mm. okay, all right. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, like it's so fun coming back to this game because I when Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven first launched, mm-hmm. I I liked it. Like obviously it had a lot of problems, um, but I came yeah. out of it being like I had a lot of fun with the time I put I, I put into it. Um, coming back to it all all these years later and like having the improvements and having like all the polish that they've added in, it feels like the game that they advertised at launch where you know like this the the dlc yeah dogtown area is pretty cool i like the activities in there i like the drop the random drops that they'll that they'll drop that you have to like go and chase after and like take out a group of people or like climb mm-hmm. a thing or whatever to get to it um and yeah i think for me it's like you know coming out of star coming off of starfield starfield is a game that like i thought was fine i thought i, I didn't i didn't fall in love with starfield the way that i expected to um and there are so many like small to big things that i identified that were hampering my enjoyment and like one of those things was even um like the bethesda jank and like the characters mm-hmm. not the character models right not feeling um real like there's yeah. this level of like static um like when you get into a dialogue sequence with somebody right the way it cuts like the yeah. way the camera like cuts to them and um <laughs> like they have this lifeless look to mm-hmm. them like the way i described it on the podcast is that like 
I don't it's, like the Starfield characters feel like they have no riz. Like I don't feel like I don't feel like romancing okay. any yeah. of these no, people. Yeah. Like they feel like animatronics some of the time, right? Like there's yeah. there's a level of dead insideness to them. Whereas in Cyberpunk, even the way that the characters move and like the way that that like you're in a cut you're in a um like a dialogue cutscene, right? And as you're talking to Solomon Reed or as you're talking to mm-hmm. whoever, you know, they'll walk around, they'll fix you a drink, they'll like mess around in like a file cab filing cabinet or whatever. And, you know, every scene feels like a scene, right? It doesn't feel like you're just talking to somebody to get their NPC dialogue. It feels like you're engaging in an actual like conversation in a movie. And, you know, I love that extra level of making you feel like you're actually in this world and making it feel like full and alive. Yeah, Mark and I talked about that exact same thing, too. It feels like a TV show when you're watching people talk. And if you leave the NPCs, they'll just talk to each other, right? Like Solomon and his friend, they just caught up. They talked about things, how he doesn't play basketball as much anymore. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. This is an extra layer of immersion that the devs definitely didn't need to do because most players will just leave after doing a certain conversation. But it's one of those things of like, no, it really helps build the world that you want people to pay attention to. And yeah, I so... I got a lot of hate for saying what I felt about uh, Starfield before it came out, which like, it's insane to me. I was like, I have mentioned my opinions about other games before they've come out, but they've not had this amount of like scrutiny. Yeah. And Starfield was such a polarizing game and I didn't really understand it. But, you know, one of my friends explained it to me. I was like, well, I guess it's, you know, Bethesda's one of Bethesda's major games coming out after a lot, like a ton of years. And it's like their original game. So and also it's an Xbox first party title so like a lot rides on it like yeah i guess but this is crazy the fans like they're riding bethesda's dick so hard yeah and i was like dude the whole point of having a conversation about whether or not you think a game looks good is so that you as the consumer can figure out if you want to buy it spend 70 dollars on a game and if you want to spend hours and hours in that game and i'm like opinions on a game are not new and people are like, well, you work for IGN. Like, you should know better. Also, you broke embargo. I'm like, I didn't break shit, dude. None yeah. of this was embargo. This is stuff I, because I specifically said this is based off of the trailers and gameplay stuff we've seen. And it, it was just so crazy to me. And turns out, like, for me, when I started playing the game, I was like, okay, I was mostly right. The game looks gorgeous. Combat was very lackluster, especially after switching to uh, Cyberpunk. I was like, oh, my God, oh my dude, God. this is dude, way more dynamic. combat is so much better. Yeah, and I, I people who are defending were like, well, it's not supposed to be like a combat-specific game. It's more of like a, a space RPG. And I'm like, I guess, but even the RPG elements felt really weak to me. I didn't feel connected to my character. I didn't feel connected to any of the characters. Sarah Morgan is so fucking annoying. Oh, my God. She mm-hmm. keeps bitching at me for stealing every little thing or doing like one voice line that like is slightly mean. And I'm just like, okay, listen, leave me alone. We barely know each other. Um, and it, it's one of those things of like, I get that it's supposed to be like a space exploration RPG, but it's, it doesn't feel the same way yeah. that I, I should, I should feel about an RPG. Like, I don't give a shit about my I, character. See, I, like, I, yeah. I, I had to like shift away if I thought about Starfield in terms of like what it wants to be as an RPG. Cause I, I agree yeah. that like, I think the RPG elements for what I traditionally, traditionally uh, view as RPG elements are kind of weak, right? Like I felt like the story, like, I feel like the dialogue, um, like options and like, trying to um like carve your own story didn't feel as satisfying as i wanted it to feel in in starfield um i felt like even like this the like the perk system and like the um upgrade tree stuff Mm. wasn't hitting with me like i looked through all those stuff and i was like i don't really care to 
upgrade my like ship weapon ballistics or you know my um i don't think it's called luck but like there's like a, a lot of those stats feel copied and pasted fallout but then like let's shift it a little bit for star starfield in space and like i wasn't excited about the skill tree and like that's what mm -hmm. i want out of a skill tree that's what i think makes a good skill tree is when i look at a skill tree and go oh like if i if i'm able to build up to this thing that's going to be exciting right like that's what i yeah. love about cyberpunk is like oh do i want to be this katana warrior or do i want to like get into knife throwing or do I want to be like a net runner and get really into hacking or do I want to like be really good with pistols and shotguns or do I want to get like there are so many different things where it's um like even just looking and sitting and thinking about how you're going to build your character that process I think needs to be fun that's what I think Baldur's Gate 3 excels at like when I got to yeah. level what four or five in yeah in five is when it really that's yeah when it and really it's kicks like off. now start like thinking about subclasses and all this stuff and i'm like yeah. whoa like this is fucking <laughs> insane like that i think that is the feeling that i should get out of a upgrade system in a in an rpg and i like i for me the rpg elements of starfield didn't hit with me but the mm -hmm. what i i look at it as almost more of a space sim that even like a space rpg like it is an rpg that's what but people are, yeah when you treat it like a sim where it is all right, I guess I'm I'm like I'm going to um like be a, a, a what they, what they call the Crimson Fleet guy. I'm going to be a space pirate yeah. essentially and like try to I guess like put yourself into role playing as a space pirate. Like I think mm -hmm. Starfield will give you back as much as you're willing to put into it almost, but yeah. I think that kind of leaves its own content a bit lackluster when it kind of puts the impetus on the player to really want to like role play in their own heads as opposed to be able to like role play as well in the game itself i don't know if that makes sense but like no it does I think that's yeah. why i look towards cyberpunk and Baldur's gate 3 a bit more for like what i want out of an rpg yeah uh i was talking about how i loved the character creation in uh cyberpunk and uh, a lot of people who are comparing it to starfield were like well yeah but at least in starfield you can have third person and view your character and i'm like that's i mean yeah good point but also i never feel like i need to see my character in cyberpunk to feel like i am her or you know like yeah. the character i made because she has so much personality and that's the personality that i've been shaping right but in starfield i feel like most of the choices are very cookie cutter you don't get anything special from like say one of your backgrounds right you you might but you have to level it so you start at zero which is kind of interesting whereas fallout Four, you you kind of had to like tweak your settings and everything which is really cool and you got the added benefits from that um but going from Baldur's gate where you have specific choices that pop up because of your background your class your race whatever yeah i was like oh man this is kind of not the, the response i want isn't there so i think that's what it's lacking in the rpg form so i, I totally get the the space sim thing but even then i'm like man the first time I, I saw a planet in front of me, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just fly around to the other side, see the marker, and I'll, you know, fast travel there. Yeah. And someone in my chat was like, it's going to take you two hours in game time. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, yeah. no. Or in real time. And I was like, fuck that, dude. I will just fast travel. So it's a lot of scene. It's like a lot of loading scenes for me, which, I mean, I think if I spent more time in the game, I wouldn't mind it because I'd be fast forwarding through the story and all that. Um, and it's not to say I didn't enjoy playing it. It's just definitely a very different experience and I have to be in the specific mood for it. And I tried to mod my ship. Dude, that mm. shit was so confusing. I was like, what do you mean? I can't just put this gun here. I have to do all this additional stuff. And um, it, the ship building thing is really cool, but I feel really stupid because I can't figure out how yeah, to add everything I want. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt the same way. Like there was a point where I had to uh, fix, my, fix up my ship uh, due mm -hmm. to like a quest. And I was just sitting in there like, <laughs> 
well, how the fuck does any of this work? And like once I think once you get into it, it starts to make sense. But even then, it's like, wow, this is this feels very cumbersome. Um, and like that's that's just a lot of Starfield. Like a lot of Starfield feels um, cumbersome. Like there's and that's my thing is like you know I think there's a lot of fun to be had in, in Starfield. Yeah. Like it's been it's been very fascinating seeing the um, like the response and like both the critical um, reception of it, but then also the audience reception of it, where like a lot of people love and adore Starfield, right? And then, like, you have a lot of people not adore it as much, right? And then you look at the, um, like, the way the audience talks about it and, like, people are so divided in terms of, like, oh, this ain't a great RPG. Oh, this is a, it's a, it's a fantastic RPG. As long as you played a Bethesda game before, like, this is what this, and it's like, well, everybody's played Skyrim. Like, I, I don't think that's the right argument to make. Yeah. But, like, there, there's, so, there's so much around it that, like, I, I totally understand somebody who, enjoy starfield but also like i totally understand people are like no this is not for me i'd rather go, go into yeah. another rpg and i think all your like all the stuff you said in terms of your like your viewpoints on it and like even like you know what you said before uh, the game came out like i think all that stuff all that stuff is pretty accurate um i think like to your point right and this is a, this is something that i've seen and noticed as well and this is why like i don't tweet as much anymore is like yeah. dude the console like fanboyism on the internet has gotten to like mm-hmm. an insane high, insane high, and I don't know if it's just me seeing it more because of how Twitter has changed over the year. But um, like I've been seeing a lot of like people getting super defensive over games, getting super defensive over people's opinions, and it's like, dude, does it matter that much? Like even in my like when I, I tweeted out a clip from me playing Cyberpunk, and it was a clip of me using the katana to deflect a bunch of bullets. And, I saw that. It's a yeah. sick clip, by the way. Yeah, I felt super sick do like doing that in game. And like everybody's like, oh, this is cool. Like, one place Cyberpunk. There's one person that's like, um, oh, that's cool. Like, man, I like um, that seems really cool. Man, I'm, I'm I played about 40 hours, and like I'm still getting a bunch of bugs or whatever. And you look at the reply, the replies to that one person, and all the replies are like, oh, you're a hater. Oh, why you have like why are you talking all this shit? And it's like the guy's just saying that they had that he had bugs. Like that's not a yeah. You're allowed to have bugs and express that you had bugs, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. But people want to get ultra defensive about something that's like not worth it right like it's not like you made cyberpunk it's not like you are have a uh maybe you invest in seed project which i don't think you can like <laughs> like i like yeah. it's not like you have this vested interest in the company right like it's okay for people to have thoughts about things um but like i in in like a similar way of you right like when psvr2 came out my when i put up the review of psvr2 um it was a psw janet was actually the lead reviewer on psvr2 but like you know, I kind of, I, I expressed my thoughts on it, right? And, like, a yeah. lot of that just came down to, like, they have a catalog for PSVR 2 isn't hitting. Like, you know, I wasn't, I I, I think I, I might have given, like, a three out of five. On that's the kind of pretty scale. good. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. like, yeah. Like, it's not like I was, like, this, this shit sucks. This is a terrible, terrible <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, I didn't say that. Like, I acknowledge that, like, the hardware is fantastic and all that stuff. But when I tell you that, for, like, a week, I got so much shit on the internet. For really? just being honest about, yeah, like, being honest about, like, how I felt about PSVR um and like then i i say that all to say right like it i don't yeah. think it matters like where you are at at the at, in the console war like all that bullshit that doesn't exist but for some reason exists at the same time it doesn't yeah. matter like there's a sect of people on the internet that like are just mad about this stuff and they want to fight and they want to yell at each other um and like I don't know. This is it, it. It strikes me as weird, and I don't understand it. I don't know if I ever will understand how angry people get about video games. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very fascinating to see how people like react to this type of shit. 
I wish I was a psychologist so I could study it because it is, you're right, it's very weird. And I thought we left all of this stuff behind in like the 360 days, right? Like I thought people were like, I thought it was, I thought it was dying down, but then I got put on the Unlocked podcast on, uh, which is our Xbox podcast on IGN. And it's so interesting because it's like, suddenly all these people are like, well, she's on this. She can't have opinions on PlayStation games. And I I have been so honest on that podcast saying, hey, I don't prefer one platform over the other. I just have more experience on Xbox because that was the Xbox One was my first console that I owned because I was poor growing up. And, you know, that was gifted to me from a friend. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll play games here. So I have more experience on that. But I don't give a shit. Play your games wherever you want, because there are so many good games on all platforms. So I I don't understand the console wars either and i don't understand why how people make it their entire personalities because there's some people who i'm like wait why are you why are you so mad at me for something like they'll, they'll attack me for something completely unrelated to console stuff i go to their page and they're like a um rabid playstation fan and i'm like oh okay i guess i just get this shit now yeah and like i know they have notifications on for me because um like, I don't, they don't follow me or anything. So I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so yeah. it's really weird. And here's the thing, like, you can enjoy the games on whatever platform you like. You can prefer a certain platform. That's fine. But why are you making other people, why are you attacking other people for not having the same opinion as you? Wouldn't the world kind of suck if everyone agreed with you? Yeah, it's it's weird. And like, I'm kind of in the same place where yeah. you know, I'm on a PlayStation podcast and like I'm on, I'm on a PlayStation podcast one because i play more playstation than like xbox right and like also i listened mm-hmm. to ps i love you back in the day and like i listened to beyond and so you know those are probably the main reasons but like i yeah. you know i like i was i was talking to tim off uh, off air about this right about like you know i don't consider or look at myself as a playstation fanboy like mm-hmm. i i like i have this preference for platform because it happens to have games that i like to play on it yeah. um and i like the controller but like if I if I were to like say I'm a <laughs> fanboy of any platform, it might just be Nintendo. Like when I think about nostalgia, when I think about like mm-hmm. you know my devotion <laughs> to a platform, like that's probably more Nintendo than anything. Because like you know I grew that's up with the N64. I fucking love Mario. I fucking love yeah. Zelda. Right. I fucking love the charm and the personality, and I love their gameplay design ethos over at Nintendo. Like there's so much about that company that like mm-hmm. I will like fan for right and i'm not on a nintendo podcast like i'm on a playstation podcast and like it like that stuff doesn't come down to i guess fanboyism right like the idea that oh i still i couldn't review a um horizon game like she's on a lot it's like well games are video games right like the platform doesn't really matter here um like and that's not me to even that's not i don't want to like you know dissuade people from like having their fandom for like if you're an xbox fan right like go and be an xbox fan if you're a playstation yeah. fan, go and be a playstation fan um it's more so just like don't be obnoxious about it right like this isn't a it's not a war the, like yeah. the, the war that's happening is a capitalistic war between the organizations <laughs> of sony and microsoft let them mm-hmm. have their fight let phil spencer figure out what he's gonna do with first with his first party lineup let yeah J- jim ryan uh, maybe not anymore but like let the playstation higher-ups figure out the playstation strategy and that's like, right that dude that happened this week. oh my god dude yeah <laughs> let them let, let like the cue the um the godzilla gif of like let them fight right like let them do their thing <laughs> we just yeah. we just got to play video games and have have a good time and like you know it, it, i'm always i'm like I, again to the psychologist thing i'm just i'm i'd be i'd be so down to like interview 
some of like the trolls to be Same. like, what's going on in this brain? Like, what's going on in here? Because I gotta, I gotta figure it out. It's yeah. I'm just like you. I'm great. I, I'm, I'm impressed. You can spend this much time and this much, you know, brain space on a certain thing because that's, you know, I. Uh, you you have the brain capacity. It's just being used on this one thing, which is insane. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I love. I think I've slept on my Switch for a while too because I um I recently played Knights of the Old Republic on the Switch because I was like, all right, it's like nine dollars. Why not? I'm bored of playing Animal Crossing seasonally on my play on my on my Switch. Let's 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 switch it up. Um, hey. so. <laughs> So I, I bought Knights of the Old Republic and I was like, oh my God, this is great. First of all, it introduced me to this classic game that so many people love that I wasn't able to play because, you know, I was way too young when it came out and I just never got around to playing it. But because I had it on a handheld and I could play it in bed, I was like, wait, shit, this is great. So a lot of people sleep on the Switch and how good Nintendo is about like getting games under their platform, which is pretty great. I mean, The Witcher's on there too. It doesn't look as good as it could, but it runs mm. fine. So I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'm constantly impressed with Nintendo. Um but yeah, I I don't know, man. I Do you think Nintendo fans are just as bad as like the major like PlayStation oh, and Xbox fans? That's a really good question cuz I honestly don't know. I feel like Nintendo fans Me are just neither. on their own island. I don't think they're I, know, yeah. I like <laughs> not to even judge fan bases, but like I don't I don't think the Nintendo fans are as bad. I think I think they're weirder. Like I, I think there's like a level. <laughs> I think there's a level of like, I don't like. I guess my thing is I don't see Nintendo fans in my like Me DMs and in my yeah. in my like notifications, right? Yeah. Like I think even if I I reviewed Tears of the Kingdom, obviously, but like if I gave Tears of the Kingdom a four out of five, God forbid, mm. right? Like if I gave it like a a, yeah. a score that Nintendo fans would deem like insane or whatever, I find okay. it hard to believe that they would even still be in my notifications compared to like playstation fans when i gave psvr2 yeah a three out of five okay like even xbox fans when i gave starfields three out of five. Oh my I just god love yeah things three out of fives um yeah like i don't know i'm but like something tells me that they're there right like they i think they exist oh, yeah. in a bubble and i'm yeah. sure like in that bubble they're probably insane but because they're in that bubble, like I don't have to yeah, we just, see them. Yeah, we just don't interact with them, which is really interesting because uh, Nunskis in chat says Nintendo fans are only violent to each other. Have you seen Pokemon comments? That's very true. I feel like within the mm. Nintendo sphere, there are like the different communities for each game, right? Like Pokemon, I feel like Pokemon could definitely get like very toxic if, you know, someone says something bad about the game or something in it. So, um, here, yeah, no, here, I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. I think when you look at the different fan bases, right? Play, playstation fans i think get bored because we got like like playstation fans want to complain about things but it's like mm -hmm. we run out of things to complain about right because it's like well we got the, yeah. we got good games our platforms like playstation fans will complain about like maybe the price being too high for like certain things like, yeah. i think that's usually like the extent of it or they'll fucking yell over on the like yell over the fence <laughs> at the xbox fans i think that's what playstation fans are doing xbox fans are um it's less about boredom and more about like you know, trying to prove <laughs> prove themselves, right? Yeah. Hey, like, our, we pro I promise our platform is worth being a part of. Like, the games are going to come. We just got Starfield. Like, I, I think there's a level of, like, trying to put down the flag of, like, Xbox is good, we promise. Yeah. Nintendo fans, I think, are just too busy dealing with how insane Nintendo can be and, like, the mm -hmm. weird Nintendo decisions where, you know, it's like, um, I, what's a weird Nintendo decision? Like, 
when it's like, oh, we know y'all have Zelda, uh, Wind mm-hmm. Waker, and Twilight Princess remasters back there. Where are they? Like, what's going? On? Where's Metroid <laughs> Prime? Like, no, you is- get the you get the sequel to One Two Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like those kind of things. Where it's like, what's going on? Um, like, what's going on with like the fucking? Why did you turn on Bluetooth five years after the console was out for like pairing Bluetooth headphones? Mm-hmm. Like, I think those are the things that Nintendo like. Nintendo fans are too busy yelling at Nintendo themselves to like <laughs> yell at true. other people. <laughs> Like, they got their own problems to worry about. Like, they got great games, obviously, but it's yeah. like, also, why do these games look, uh, like, why does No More Heroes 3 look so janky? Like, uh, fix your hardware. <laughs> yeah. Like, get up to par. <laughs> like, Nintendo fans are, are having their own conversation somewhere. And so. No, that's, yeah, that's absolutely fair. I, you know, I think it's because, like, th- this switch. So, here's something that was interesting. I was talking to Brian Altano about this, about we were walking around Gamescom this year, and Nintendo actually had a presence there, which was surprising. And, I was I was watching their commercials and stuff, you know, the click sound, and I'm like, oh my god, they finally found their thing. I I was like, wait, so PlayStation has always had their sound, right? Like that that one iconic sound. Yeah. Same with Xbox. Nintendo didn't really have one, and then with the Switch, you have the click now, and I'm like, oh, okay, so they're finally like in the same sphere because you know, every time you hear a, a commercial, you want to hear something that's familiar to you, something yeah. that brings you like a good memory, and the Switch has been around for like seven years now. The click is so nice. And you're just like, so Wait, that's such a, yeah, you're like, that's such a good idea. And now there's the familiarity with the brand. So it's like now that they have the switch and it's done so well for them, I feel like they have to just continue off of the switch, right? Like switch to make it a little bit better, like keep the same sort of design. So it has that click because you've been growing that brand for seven years and, yeah. you know, PlayStation and Xbox have had that for so long, right? They had some variation of that already. And their consoles are very um, recognizable. You knew what their brand was. But Nintendo, I feel like they've just now figured it out what they want to do. So I feel like it's one of those things of like now Nintendo is finally coming into its own with its like big fandom that a lot of people can access instead of um, like the Wii U. That wasn't for everyone, right? Same with the Wii. Like no one Mm. wants to use like some people didn't want to use the nunchucks or whatever. I dude, my dad bought the Wii to play Call of Duty and he got that weird like interesting the, the, the like gun transforming controller thing where you put the nunchuck in and then it was weird i was like this is not the way to play it oh yeah yeah like i think for sure like whatever this the next console is for nintendo like i think it'll be switch brand um yeah i i hope that your library carries forward i like it, that's that's another like weird nintendo yeah. decision thing of you know nothing's oh, promised right. you know and so like if the next nintendo console somehow made it so that like you can't play your current switch games on that device like i wouldn't be super surprised but i would hope that that's that's not the case um yeah and i think if you do a switch 2 or what what, a super switch or whatever you call it right like i think that allows you to um make that happen uh, a bit easier like that i think that at the very least builds in that expectation from the audience that you're going to be able to carry forward your games from the switch one and switch two um but yeah like you're right i think like they've with the switch they found something really good nintendo i've always appreciated nintendo as like the company that's not purely following trends you know they're Mm -hmm. trendsetters and like sometimes those trends don't work you know sometimes it's the wii u but then like other times like you know even if with the wii u that didn't work you then take the the core of that idea and turn it into something good with the switch uh and so yeah like i think the the one thing i'm very curious to see is how different is the form factor like i assume it'll still be a handheld console um yes type thing like hybrid um 
Is it going to be beefy like a Steam Deck because you want to get more power in there? Mm. The rumors are that it's going to have like um, AI upsampling. And so I think like DLSS for like NVIDIA. Um, the rumors that the next Switch is going to do that. So you're going to have games that feel like they're up to par with PS4, mm-hmm. Xbox One, or like Xbox Series X type stuff. Um, yeah. I think that could be re- really exciting. But can you do that when you have like this little sliver of like a tablet? <laughs> or do you have to beef it up a bit? Um, and if that's the case, right? Like, does that mean we're getting a new dock? Does that mean like the Joy Cons are going to look and feel different? Like, what what are the ripple effects of that? Um, but I, I think at the very least that yeah, the next thing is going to be Switch brand. I would think. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I definitely think it has to be a little bit beefier. I definitely, but I I think they're they're not going to stray too far from the the shape they have now. Also, ninety nine fried Oreos uh, said, hasn't every Nintendo console had some sort of startup or commercial sound? Yes, but I just mean that in terms of like PlayStation and Xbox, you know, you they have that specific brand that has been in modern gaming for a while. But Switch, I feel like, was the one modern piece that nintendo brought and i feel like that's when it kind of became like the three big right the yeah, three like big I consoles i can't really think of like i know game gamecube had like the oh yeah yeah um but like that's not have you seen all the memes around that it's so funny the memes are incredible but like i don't you're not getting that in a commercial right like i like i can't even think of what the n64 oh no the n64 had like no which one was which one was like the like do you remember what console oh i know i know what you're talking about but yeah no i i can't i can't remember yeah chat let me know even though i don't yeah. have chat up <laughs> um, yeah but like you know i don't i can't remember what the n64 sound was i could not tell you what like nes or snes was like we um I, I forget what we even was right like for like sound effects um i don't know what 3ds or ds i don't were. know yeah me neither i don't know like i know they have i can i can think of like how the startup sounds were for the right Wii. yeah but this is like, like this is what I mean by like this is like the most modern like, like iconic thing. sound that Nintendo has had, and you immediately go, oh yeah, that's the Switch sound. Yeah. Like yeah, that's that's what it is, and I I love that. I was like, this is such a great, cute little sound that everyone immediately goes, yep, that's the Switch, or like you associate it with your favorite game. Like I've been playing Pikmin Four, and it's really cute. I'm like Pikmin, yep, that's what yeah. it is. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think it's really cute. Um, Nintendo has a very I want to say, for the most part, they have a pretty wholesome fan base just because, I mean, all the games they get are, like, rainbows and butterflies and, like, Mario and Princess Peach and shit. And I'm just like, oh, and Pikmin. So I'm just like, yeah, it's it's pretty wholesome. Yeah, uh, it's hard to course, be angry when yeah. you, like, <laughs> like when you're playing ARMS and it's like you're playing Splatoon. It's hard to, like, mm-hmm. be a toxic person. But I'm sure plenty of people figure it out. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it strikes me the same as when I, I went to D23 last year. And after that con, I was like, that might have been the most pleasant like convention I've ever been to in my life and everyone yeah. was like well yeah like people are going there for mickey mouse like do you know how hard it is to be toxic <laughs> around fucking mickey mouse <laughs> and star wars star wars i can i can see but like you know marvel and this is pre like a lot of the bull, like marvel tv shows yeah um actually no it was during it was during but like you know it's it's so hard to be mad at like donald duck and goofy and like moana <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like say goofy well like in an angry voice you just can't you know exactly right it's yeah. like seeing let it go angrily you can't yeah no you can't <laughs> what a beautiful song that is also king of the homeland says was the sound blessing made the modern sega sound i might have misheard it no no okay it was like i think it might have been like maybe ps1 or something it's like mm. like uh, like I, I have it there in my head. <laughs> I just can't think of what the lo- what logo is popping up. I think mm-hmm. it was PlayStation though. Yeah, if PlayStation you, if also has like the PlayStation. 
Like, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. thing. If you guys, if, if people are listening and you want to give us corrections or anything um, or answer his question, please tweet at us or whatever, even though we don't check Twitter as much, we still will <laughs> probably see it. I, I, still, um, I still check Twitter quite a bit. I, I do tweet. too. I shouldn't, but honestly, turning off notifications for Twitter was the best thing I did. I do sometimes miss DMs from friends, but like, honestly, it's, it's been yeah. the best thing. Cause I don't see notifications pop up and I'm like, Oh God damn it. Like this did this. Oh, did okay. you have them like for your phone? Like push notifications? I used to. Oh, um, that's insane. I know. I, I realized once I hit like, <sighs> I, I should have turned them off way, way before, but I was just like, Oh, I really like talking to people. Here's the thing. Like I, I was a streamer first before I ever became anything like else and i was like i love talking to people and i was like oh god once you get into this side of the industry you can't really talk to people so yeah. i know i had it on i yeah i know i do see i do see most people's tweets um once it starts once i do my like daily catch-ups and it says like oh show more i'm like no <laughs> no that's yeah. good for you i always show more i love catching <laughs> my notifications because like people i for me people will not often tweet out like like go through go through the effort of like mm -hmm. tweeting at me mean things like it'll, it'll either be in yeah. response to like you know some replying to something i said or they'll put it in like youtube comments or make a reddit thread or whatever um yeah. like if you're like going opening twitter adding me and then saying something mean you put in an, enough effort <laughs> to where like it's i'm like you know what i'll read it <laughs> now <laughs> don't let my haters hear that <laughs> oh let my, my god yeah in the section but like i'm like you know what you went this far sure what do you want to call me <laughs> like, <laughs> oh let, let me have it you know wow all right well i mean i guess good for you that's that's funny though that that is twitter a really also good just point. twitter does a good job of filtering a lot of that stuff out too and so yeah there's all there's also that you ever go I, into like the deep message requests i i have honestly instagram's a little bit more fun for that because like people react to your stories and stuff like little things as opposed to like you know they have to purposefully dm you on on twitter yeah but i yeah there are a few messages that are really weird and i'm like i don't know what to do with this <laughs> it's so fascinating going because it's almost like going into a pvp zone where you have your, <laughs> you have your twitter dms and then you have like message requests but then like you also have an additional inbox beyond yeah the message requests it's like the you know see more or whatever and once you, get into, once you get into that, it's like you're in the dark zone. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're this in, is the dark web. <laughs> this is the dark web. What do they call the division? Is it called the dark zone? The division in the division where it's like you go in there for PvP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think it was. Let me double check. Uh, it's like that, though, you know, and in there yeah, it is. It's the dark zone. <laughs> dude, so I can't believe you pulled that out of your ads, dude. <laughs> Any, anything goes. Dude, I was. What was it? I I told I was I was on a date with a girl recently uh -huh. and she's not a, like she's not a gamer really like she plays games but like she didn't yeah. grow up playing a lot of games um and so i made a reference to like oh yeah i did this thing and i got like five stars like in gta and she looked at me and she was like you're a fucking nerd and i was like but you got what i mean though right and she's like no, i have yeah. no idea what you're talking about and i'm like what ah, dang i'm too deep into it then yeah i'm making gta references that this girl doesn't know GTA, dude gta isn't even that like that deep of a gaming thing to go into like everyone knows gta right like that is the thing that you know people people reference all the time you see tiktok clips of it yeah, all the time but like one like i yes but also when you reference it to somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about i think then you realize how big of a nerd you really are because this is us for us that's like that's like fundamental abcs yeah but when you reference it to somebody who's like what do you mean five stars i'm like oh 
I'm deep in there then. Like I am like <laughs> I'm a yeah. fucking nerd in that case. It is very weird trying to. I here. I also so did I, say I, feel, I said a similar thing about a PVP zone to her. I, I, that was <laughs> okay. That one, yeah. That, that one, one was yeah. like a. Uh, that, I should not have expected you to understand what I'm talking about. That's so funny. No, that's definitely. I've definitely run into people who don't know what game like video games are. Like, so when I got my uh, Atreus tattoo, um, the girl was just like, "Oh well." I don't know. Wait, what is this from? And I was like, oh God, I was like, okay, do you, do you, do you know God of War? She's like, no. And I was like, you have a PlayStation? She's like, no. And I was like, all right, well, they're uh, Viking runes. They're Norse runes. And she's like, oh, okay, great. I'm like, yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I like, how, that. how fucking nerdy am I going to sound saying, oh, it's actually, it's from a video game. And uh, <laughs> it's dude, the main that's like, dude, I'd be fine for my life sometimes trying to <laughs> act like I'm not a fucking nerd. And so, like, I'll be in, I'll be in the office and I'll say something, and like Roger will just look at me and is, is like, "What? Like, what is your brain? Like, why are you making like these <laughs> super deep video game references? Like, can you mm-hmm. can you talk about anything that's not video games?" I'm sitting there like, uh, you know, like, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like I can only speak in like video game terms. Um, that's why I started playing soccer, you know, so I could have. There a, you go, yeah. But also, it's because I like FIFA, and so we did. Yeah, we did a FIFA thing with you. Or IGN did a FIFA thing oh, with yeah. you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really cool. I was just like, oh, what the fuck? Why is Blessing here? Why didn't he say hi when he has your, but you were in the LA office? So I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't. Yeah, I was in. Um, oh, yeah, when I was in the LA office. But also, why yeah. I wasn't even in the, I was in the IGN office. I was in, like, some rented space. Um, oh, oh for okay. That. For a second, I was like, oh, yeah, you live in LA. And I was like, no, you don't live in LA. You live here. No. <laughs> you live here. Yeah. Although, I, I do like, oh, shoot, have I an... Hit up Stella. Yeah. I do have an update, though. So... The IGN San Francisco office is closing, which like some people may have heard, like it's closing this year. Um, and I'm going to move to LA. Oh, damn. Yeah. What, do you know, I know when? Um, so they uh, probably like January is when I'm moving just because I don't want to deal with travel and stuff and also like move during the, the holiday. So, yeah. Dang. Oh, that's, that, oh, I don't, I don't know if that sucks, but that's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting, but also it sucks because, like, the Bay Area is the first place that I've really felt at home, you know? Mm. So, like, I love this place so much. So, I mean, we'll see. I will, we'll give it a year. And then if I hate it, I'll just come back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I can always just come back, right? Because, like, um, I can technically do everything remote, which is good too. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. So, hell yeah. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. excited for this, this journey for you. Thanks. I'm sure, I- like, I know that you probably are, you have hella friends in LA, I assume. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I lived in L.A. before. It's so funny because I lived in L.A. I moved to San Francisco for the job like four years ago and now moving back. Uh, so, yeah. But it's weird because, like, I don't really prefer L.A. just because the traffic is horrendous. Um, also, I feel like the people are way meaner there. Like, everyone's out to get something, right? Like, everyone's yeah. trying to be someone there. So they don't mind stepping on you to get to where they want. But now I have actual I mean, friends. So, you know, it's probably going to be better. Yeah, I think as long as you have, like, an, a good network of people like that makes living yeah. anywhere easier um and yeah, yeah like i'm like you know la I, I feel like i might have more friends in la than i even do in san francisco uh oh, and so okay. like I, I love visiting la because i get to hit up a bunch of people and be like yo let's all go out to like this bar or whatever and so now yeah. I, get to, I get to add you to that list yeah um, no for sure yeah, yeah so we're we're yeah but the people who are like oh you're moving to la it'll be cheaper there like, fuck no it's not it's in california it dude it's not that much cheaper. Everything that you save in rent, you will make up for in gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bitch, okay. what the fuck are you doing? Food there is still expensive. What do you mean we're going to save money? I'm not going to save shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Dang, that sucks. Yeah, like I, I think about that every now and then where I'm like, if, yeah. I, if I move to LA, would I be able to save money? Because um, you don't drive, right? Like, you just take public transportation here? No, I drive. Oh, you do drive? Okay. Yeah. But like half okay, the time, I'm Like it depends. Like I, yeah. I try to split my time between all of it. Um, yeah. But if I'm if I'm going to like a if I'm going to hang out in the city, mm-hmm. I'll usually just take an Uber because I don't like think about yeah. parking. And also, I like having the freedom to drink. Same. No, same. Yeah, at least we have like Bart here, which is really nice in Muni. So getting to work was really easy. Um, and I have a scooter now. So, but like LA is not very scooter friendly mm. unless you go to like the touristy parts where they have like bike lanes and things. So I'm just like, ugh, at least they have bike lanes here. But you know, yeah. So yeah. kind of a bummer, but we'll see. Maybe maybe LA will be a little bit better this time around because uh, last time I moved to LA was from the Midwest, and I was just this I was baby Stella wanting to get into the gaming industry. And I got mm. sidetracked because rent there was so expensive. I had to work two retail jobs just to keep my place. So, you know, we're in very different headspaces now. Yeah. And at least it worked out in the long run because you made it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. It only took me quitting my other, like, my dead-end corporate job mm-hmm. and then going full-time streaming to, like, really push myself to, like, apply to gaming jobs that I had no business applying to. But, you know. I mean, dude, that was the same for me where, like, I... Yeah. I tried uh, applying to IGN like straight out of college and like I didn't have much experience. Like that's why like I started, I started, so I started a website called OK Beast um, like right after I graduated college and moved to Seattle. And mm-hmm. like that whole, web- that whole website was just because like I didn't have a portfolio to use when I was applying yeah. places. And so, yeah, I just spent a couple years grinding away on content and like event- eventually I got there, but yeah, like I, I, I thought like after graduating, I was like, I got a communication degree. Yeah, you know, I did like uh, there was a radio show that I, that I, I did in college as well. So I was like, I did, I got a radio show. Surely I could work at IGN. And it turns right, out, yeah. you got to do the work. <laughs> you got to do the work to get the job. And so, but we, Man, we both radio. I, I would have thought that radio would have gotten you in for sure. Yeah, but it was like, it was, it was like a community like radio station. Um, I forget exactly what they called it, but like. I'll, I'll do it like every other Sunday and okay. it'll just be playing like Christian rap. <laughs> oh um, my God. On Sunday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like, I think I need a bit more, like also it just had nothing to do with video games. That was the other thing. And so I yeah, had nothing I on so. my resume slash portfolio to point to video game knowledge or like, you know, knowing how to talk about video games in a way. And so, yeah, you know, I, if I, if I had gotten hired straight out of college to work at IGN, I would have sucked, dude. I would not have had, <laughs> I, I I did not know what I was talking about or what I was doing, um, yeah. So it was, it was actually it was actually a blessing getting to like ah. w- work on a work on um uh, a website and yeah build my own thing and like podcast with my friends and like yeah. actually like work out those content creator creator content creator slash creation mus- muscles um and be able to actually at least be a bit better before I got put on the big stage. Yeah, no, I'm glad and and you hosted. D23 so like I mean dude that's awesome yeah. like fuck yeah look at you let's go we did it <laughs> look at us who would have thought <laughs> look at us look at us <laughs> all right well we are up on an hour already and uh yeah I know you probably want to go eat you know wind down because we go back to work tomorrow which I can't believe the weekend's already over dude it is you know the weekends are way too short <laughs> let's just all take Monday off yeah let's just do it let's just do it who's gonna stop yeah. us no one what's no gonna one's happen gonna with, if neither of us walk into work tomorrow what KMD uh, gets a little bit, ends yeah, up really? a bit late, you know? Like, <laughs> I actually, I actually do have something important to do tomorrow. But I, for everyone else, no work Monday, no work Monday. That's yeah. what we're doing. And no don't work tell Monday. your bosses either. Yeah, yeah. Don't alert anybody. Just don't show up. Yeah, you to- totally will get in trouble. Mm-mm. No, 
you, you, you ever, have you ever oversleep and miss work uh i have once but like i got on because it was it was for a shoot and i was like fuck so i ran uh luckily it was fine but i felt really bad for so long <laughs> i remember um when i was like a kind of funny listener um or was it did i work kind of funny i forget where i was but yeah there was one day where like andy just didn't come in <laughs> and i was like where the fuck is andy and then they real they learned that he overslept oh <laughs> he just my god that's yeah. so funny like, i think it was on like khd and like other shows and they were like where the fuck is andy yeah and he's like oh he's asleep <laughs> oh my god well i hope he got enough sleep after that i guess <laughs> i'm sure he did this is like what like maybe four or five years ago or something like that oh, okay yeah. i just remember it being like such a funny story that's great. I yeah. I'm I'm sure people were just like, okay, we just we need a we need a scramble and cover. It'll, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> really? Is he okay? Is he alive? <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on with this guy? Well, at least you know that if anything ever happened to you and like you know you're having trouble, like they would just call you because like, hey, you didn't come in today. Is everything okay? I fell in my bathroom. I can't get up. Send yeah. help. Great. Send, awesome. Yeah. And I got Michael <laughs> high for me too. I'm like, hey, Michael, oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. fell in the bath. I fell in the bathroom. Please help me. <laughs> it's like, how'd you fall? It's like I slipped. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah don't ask it's fine <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me today this is so fun yeah thanks so much for hitting me up for this i it's, i thought this is gonna be like totally like video game conversation i didn't realize it's just us kicking it and so yeah I had, it's literally I, just very fun yeah i i mentioned this in the previous podcast like originally this was supposed to be for like for like fps news updates and stuff which i still want to do which is why it's called snap aim because you know there's that cheat you know where you can snap aim at people mm. but I was like, I don't know, man. I think I enjoy just sitting and talking to people because they're very interesting and we can talk about video games. But if we end up talking about other things, that's okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, I definitely actually I definitely want to do a podcast with you talking about like our different ways that we got into the industry, because I think that'd be really that'd be very interesting. But yeah, I know today was just about like all the games that we like and inadvertently got into a, a platform more conversation which is yeah. gonna be the headline so yeah yeah just <laughs> that'll title, be fun title it the console wars are over over okay yeah great console i'll do that <laughs> it's yeah yeah but we thank you for home. joining me this is the first episode that's going to be like well it, it's the first episode that i worked on getting the apple podcast thing uh linked to my podcast so I'm, I'm i'm like oh it's it's like official now everything oh, will yeah. be up and yeah so i'm very excited let's go Yay. congratulations thank you Thank you so much for for joining today. This was so fun.